Hi, I'm Annika. Hi, I'm Atticus. Hi, I'm Chris. Welcome to Scout Life Podcast. Scout Life Podcast is a once a week podcast talking about scouting stories and the life in scouting. Scout Life Podcast has a wide range of topics from scouting stories to have famous guests and many more. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, and many more. Follow our at at Scout Life Podcast on social media and on Discord. Why is it and on Discord? Doesn't make sense. Really, Chris? We have to. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Atticus, do you want to introduce your guest? Uh, Don't you want to plug the stickers as well? I think we're doing that after. Okay. Um, Jesse, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us who you are. Some fun facts about yourself and your favorite ice cream. Because I find favorite ice cream asks like a personal question, you know? You can tell the type yeah, of by their ice cream. For sure. Uh, my name is Jesse Della Torre, and I have proudly served uh, as this past 2020 uh, Lodge Chief for Quia Lodge 127, Order of the Era. And um, I served as the past 2019 W4S Section Secretary. Um, and I would have to say my favorite ice cream flavor has to be mint chocolate chip. Can't go wrong. Why is that everyone's favorite ice cream flavor? Like, I think because it's like a... I don't know if I can speak to this, but I like it as well. My mom loves it. I think it's because it's such a unique flavor from any other ice cream. You can't, like, put a name of mint chocolate chip to something else. Right? Like, that's, like, it's independent flavor. Like, like oh, Rocky Road kind of just is chocolate. Mint chocolate <laughs> is its own thing, though. Like, it's its own thing. It tastes like cold toothpaste. No, like really together, it's so amazing. Like I don't know how to describe it. I don't. I like that crunchiness with that smooth like taste with the ice cream. I don't know yeah. why. It's just amazing to me. I also like just mint in general too. I honestly, I've never liked mint ice cream like ever. I don't like mint gum. Mint ice cream. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like mint gum either. <laughs> like there's, just, there's, there's such a big difference from mint gum and ice cream. It's yeah. Have you tried watermelon mint? Like it's so like it just hits mm. you like McDonald's Sprite. Like watermelon mint. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah, it's good. I've never heard of that. <laughs> really? Me either. <laughs> That's interesting. That this sounds like something that like there'd be a lot of hype about it, but then it'd end up being like really really bad. <laughs> kind of like okay i'm not saying like the popeyes chicken sandwich is bad but there's so much hype about it but then people were just like oh it's it's good but it's not amazing yeah, yeah. it's good for the price that's what i say yeah it's good for the price how much is it like what i don't know like four or five bucks i think something yeah, like that's like five bucks i got one like a week ago <laughs> so jesse you know it's a new year to new us, what do you think about the new OA elections for lodge or section, and even you know our national and regional? What do you think? Honestly, I think we're gonna do spectacular as a lot, at least from personally from our lodge, and actually no, in general, I think us lodges are all gonna do really really well with unit elections because um yeah, at the beginning of the year for twenty twenty, it kind of was thrown at us actually you know it definitely was thrown at us yeah and it was something we definitely weren't expecting but um 
personally like our experience as a lodge we really adapted pretty quickly and on top like i'm pretty sure at one point we were one of the top lodges for unit elections uh don't quote me on that but i remember <laughs> i'm pretty sure I, I remember like someone mentioning something about it and we were honestly we were doing really really good for virtual exclusive because we immediately made a portal like for voting and everything um so everything's confidential um it was we transitioned so smoothly and i don't think it could have been any better than what we did so and with our preparation that we've had for 2020 and what we've already experienced i think that's going to bring us in very very strong into 2021 um i know i'm going to stick around to help out the next slot chief victor vargas um because honestly it was really confusing and stressful i will say for myself uh you know understanding new things but no doubt um we're gonna do much much more better um with these upcoming uh, election season because we well understand everything we've already had experience doing this um chapters already know what to do if they're unit elections and in general other lodges have had right it's not fresh exactly yes perfect we've already kind of okay we've already been through the ringer we already know the guy's knockout on punches no i'm definitely glad you know you can make it i know you're a busy man a lot of things on your plate so i'm glad you're here so some other things I was thinking of, you know, <clears throat> what do you think of like that, like at the national level and regional level of the um, newly elected people, Dakota Morrison being one of them, Western region guy, he's our new Western region chief. What do you think of those, you know, up people? Honestly, uh, I don't think I've personally met any of them, but I honestly, I really do hope that they have an amazing year. Um, I understand they're going to go into a COVID year just like, I did uh, as a lodge chief. So honestly, I'm just hoping for the best for them because I know there's going to be a time where they probably will be super stressed out. And the best thing we, you know, we could do as lodge chiefs and in general as Order of the Arrow members is be that support and just be really understanding of them. So honestly, I just wish the best for them because I understand that it's going to be tough for them. Um, and I hope uh, actually their terms go very, very smoothly because... Um, you know, they've had a little bit of experience already with this COVID stuff. So um, hopefully everything runs smoothly for them now that they understand things better. Definitely. And I think you're right on. You've definitely touched points. It's not fresh to us. So we can't really fail. You know, yeah, we've seen what exactly. happened with Seth Growling and those people, not leadership. We understand that, okay, they got a, they got handed a bad situation. I prob I'm guessing Seth was unhappy that it was a NOAC here and he didn't get to have the fun NOAC event. But it does suck, you know. But I definitely think coming from like coming from the flames, like a phoenix rising, you know, we'll do better the next year. Yeah, I have to completely agree because we're coming in much more prepared, 110% in our minds, experience at hand, you know, guns ho, jumping in there, and we know what to do. Yeah. And you guys already know what to do. And so if let's say we go back to some sort of normal way, then like you can be even better than before when we were yeah just, yeah because exactly. you've already experienced the worst <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's very true well see the thing is i think we could handle anything right now because we've made such smooth transitions already i think we could will for the most part be fine and if something really big again hits um i'm pretty sure we'll be able to adapt like what we did before it's it's not hard 
honestly. No, you're it's you're right. Determination in there. You just got to be really determined, and you have to have that perseverance and that drive to continue to com- keep on doing it. Because yeah, honestly, it, it does get stressful. Like personally, I was mentally freaking out twenty four seven because I didn't know what to do. But um, you know, you constantly have to have this mindset of okay, you got this. You could get through it. Um, you have amazing people who support you and i think that's another thing that helps you know there's that mindset of oh yeah we got this you know we could do it we're in this together no you're right you're right you know we've already been through it we kind of understand what to do what not to do you know there's no real bumps in the night we're gonna hit it's kind of like a bumpy road we already know it's flat and smooth up ahead Mm -hmm. yeah exactly we know what to expect so you know, I know you're an OA guy. You're you've always been in OA since I've started. Since like everybody started, how do you think OA has you know impacted your life? Whoa, no, that's a, think, yeah. Do you think like it's been like oh you know it's been fine or is it really just like deep and like OA is now everything for you? Where you like like oh I don't really care for OA and then after one meeting you're like okay I'm gonna be the next Lodge chief. I'm gonna <laughs> um. No, no doubt the OA has been, I'd say it's been a part of my life. It's no doubt impacted me. It's something that's a part of me, no doubt. Um, considering I've been doing this for, what, four years now? It's And I've been doing it nonstop. It's definitely a part of me. And the OA has done a lot for me. Um, so, you know, it's more than just the OA itself, it's the experiences I've had in there, the friendships I've made. Um, the, it's just some the emotional attachment, I guess. I guess I've grown an emotional attachment to it, and it's like it's like something I can't leave, you know. Yeah. It's been such a good part of my life, and it, I, I love it to be quite honest. I have no regrets in the OA because it's just done such good to me and. It's taught me so many things. I've had so many amazing experiences, met so many amazing people. It's helped me grow as a person and understand who I am. I would have to say so myself and how to be true to myself. Um, yeah. Something that he always has taught me. And I'm being quite literal when I say it's helped me. No, definitely. Out, you know, the truth about myself and understanding things and um, being a part of me. Yeah. Uh, you know, this kind of reminds me, we talked about like OA elections and stuff. Do you think after OA elections, you're like, okay, this is like a weight lifted off my shoulders now. I don't really have to worry. I can ride it out through banquet and then get my celebration um, and I'm good. It was that kind of like a, like a, oh, finally the weight's been lifted. Um, yeah, you kind of do get that quite honestly. Like, oh, but to be honest, the work never ends. You know, um, as a has-been, now you have to, do the work uh not do uh, not do the work you have to be there as the support you know even though you're a has-been doesn't mean you shouldn't just leave and do absolutely nothing mm-hmm. i think you still have to be there and support the people who you uh supported you so then that's why i'm still sticking around you know i'm not gonna just because you know no, I said, and- oh yeah i'm i'm gonna i'm done done um doesn't mean i'm gonna leave you know this thing is a part of my life now i i yeah. don't want to leave it um I want to stick around for the people who are there for me and for the thing I love, which is the Order of the Arrow. And definitely, you can, you're, you're not just the only one, you know, like Mr. Seidel, he's done it for like 50 years and he still yeah. shows up to everything and does everything. Or, you know, remember Mr. Uh, Woodrow? 
every again uh-huh. from young age till till even you know even death he yeah. was everything to that guy yeah literally and i think everybody i think everybody has that same mentality of like it's it's oa it's oa for life like that's it even if they're <laughs> even um that reminded me of my discord status <laughs> even yeah, the order yeah. is life <laughs> <laughs> even um even though oh, i forget his name uh, our treasure advisor mr yeah. something you know what i'm talking um, about yeah mr price mr price there you go always mr price he's got parkinson's he's you know a little on the older age and he still shows up to fall fellowship in his little ford truck happy to be there like it is just a dedication and commitment that you don't really see yes. in, in other or other scouting life things. I don't see that dedication, adventuring, sea scouts, or scouting in general, and Cub Scouts too. It's that is like OA mentality only. Yeah, yeah. No, I have to completely agree with you on there. That's uh, that's one of the weird. It's something. Yeah, it's like weird at first. It's like, wow, these people are so dedicated to this, but it, it's like why? And then as you like. You get deeper and deeper and you you realize the whys and the whys isn't like something generally collective that everybody knows the why is a, the personal experience for yourself mm-hmm. that's what the why is it's whatever you perceive the why and it's and, like it's such a yeah. some and these people's devotion to the oa surprises me like um number last year i was tr- secretary i have to sign off on brotherhood there's this one guy who Never got ordeal, like he never he never got brotherhood because he never thought he was ready for it until like thirty years later. Like that to have like a self commitment to not proceed and do something better than yourself, or it's crazy to me. Like you don't think you're ready for the OA, or yeah. you don't think you're like it's just crazy that like somebody has that devotion. Like oh, like you know those monks they spend so many years just to become the rookie, and then more and more years just to become the master. It's the yeah. same thing. Like, I recognize that I'm still rookie level, so I'm gonna wait this many years to do it. It's just crazy that, like, that devotion to to. I'm not. I don't think I'm personally ready. Yeah, no, and it's like that sense of reason. I would have to say too. Like when I was 12, yeah, sure, I went to the OA thinking, oh, all fun and games. And you know, yeah, it is all fun and games. Uh, you know, we definitely do have our fair share of fun. But you know, as I progress and you got older, now I'm 16. You know, I realize this is a bigger picture now. Um. And that bigger picture I realize is, you know, not just myself and other people, but it's what you can do to get those people up to your level, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a new sense of purpose, I guess. I, yeah. I think a lot of people have like this like fun mentality, right? You're a young scout, you're joining, you're excited, right? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of grow up, right? And it, like you just, yeah. like, it's kind of like a JFK mentality of like, what not what my country can do for me, but what I can do for my country, right? Yeah, it yeah. started off as like fun and this, but now you're serving as the chief and you're retiring. And you're going to still be around like all these other old guys. Just in like <laughs> 2055, I'm going to see you at another meeting. You're going to have kids and grandkids or whatever, and you'll still show up, right? Yeah. yeah it's just crazy to think like, like, you know, oh, I thought it was just this and, you instantly jump into it and then afterward it's just like okay i'll start doing leadership i'll start doing it's just crazy that and i think it's every away person person in a way yeah kind of fun kind of fun and you just straight shoot into leadership and doing like service above self and i think like the OA 
how does it get that? You know, where do you think that service above self mentality comes from? You know what? I don't know where that comes from, but if I had to say off the top of my head, I think that's something that has to come from you and your own self-realization because, you know, let's be honest, you're not going to wake up every single morning and be like, oh, hey, you know what? I'm going to be the most nicest person in the world and I'm going to be Mr. Positive Positive. Let's be realistic. That's just not. No, it's 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 a it's it's like an impossible miracle that's never going to happen. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So then that's where you kind of have to push yourself but in a very positive way you reinforce yourself support yourself in a positive way to be to be that person you know um and i think you have to find some kind of joy out of it as well yeah and like you said you like as you said yourself yourself and pushing do you think the oa pushes people to limits that they've never heard of and do better do you think the oa really breeds leaders right kind of like the marine corps you know a lot of marine corps people up above now are you know living life and doing things it's kind of like the oa we breed winners we breed you know leaders we, build, we breed successful people yeah well, thank you and it's like just like a 12 year old kid looking for fun and turn him into now what the 2020 lodge chief and previous section secretary right do you think the oa does that i i do think the oa does that and i wouldn't say it because i've seen it or no yeah i have seen it but I wouldn't say it comes from personal, you know, seeing what other people are doing. Um, I see it as in my uh, own eyes and what I see myself in other people. You know, um, I, I guess I've always been, you know, an outspoken type of person when I've needed to be, um, you know, that big public speaker. But then when I go to school and I realize, you know, we're doing a presentation, you know, I don't get, I'm to be quite honest, I don't get nervous when. I go up on a stage and present to people. So I was thinking about that, but continue. Yeah, of course. Um, but then I, I look around my my class and I talk to my friends, and they're like, "Dude, I'm so nervous. Like, what if I mess up? What if I stutter? What if I say something wrong? What if I say something stupid? What if I embarrass myself?" It, it's like, for me personally, I don't know what that feels like because I've never been that way, and I think it's because, um, the art of the arrow has kind of bred me that way to you know always be outspoken about myself and um it's some it's a problem i've personally never encountered yeah so i'll get anxious sure like a little bit of anxiousness right i think everybody does though yeah yeah but i'm not gonna freak out over it because i've had so much experience with it i and so like you you know you talked about like not getting anxious and just kind of having this natural my mom thinks there's some like like kind of like this like virus or strain or something that like you can you can just get up there out of nowhere just hey you give a speech and you just stand up there and give it she thinks me you your brother and your dad like all like all three of us are in what three like we have that type of like disease or something that we can just like without any preparation give up get up there and give a speech yes i know exactly what that's like No, yeah, I literally have to completely agree with uh, both of you guys on that. I could, quite honestly, I could probably go up in a stage and talk about something and (laughs) have absolutely no preparation for it. There's times where I've written scripts, like, of what I'm going to talk about, and last minute I just say, screw it, I I don't like this. And I just talk how I feel like I need to talk and feel like what I need to say. And It's because it's not the same when you write a script. Well, like, yeah. when you write a speech or something, like, you know, you want to be personable. You want the people to actually listen to what you're saying and not, like, 
just a read robot, off a robot. piece of paper. Yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah. So like, that's what I kind of do too. Is I just like, okay, like I wrote this. It's kind of like an outline, but like I'm just gonna give it. Yeah. Words. Yeah. Exactly. They're they're treated like outlines to me now. You know. Yeah. I take. <laughs> Go ahead. It's just, it's it feels like it sounds so much better when it just it just comes out without like having something that's like when you write an outline it kind of feels like you're restricting yourself to only talk about that you know you know what i mean yeah Yeah. i completely yeah i completely understand that okay so like one time we had like these aols over for like a dutch oven cook off this was right before we had to go back to like staying at home and stuff um for our troop and my mom was like oh you have to do an spl minute like at the end of the campfire and i was like what okay yeah, like, I was like, okay, so I put it in the, you know, the campfire program, because everybody needs a schedule, you know, and everything, and so I put it in the campfire program, and that day, I literally did not know what to say, <laughs> but, like, I just started talking, and I was like, I didn't come prepared, so that's your lesson, to be prepared, like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I remember that now, yeah, and Chris remembers it, but, like, I completely winged it, and was just, like, personable, so I don't know, like, you just tell me to go up there and make a speech and, you know, I can go up there and make a speech and make it personable, you know? Yeah. I, I think, you know, that comes from a sense of, like, the OA gives that to people that it comes from a sense of um, j- being just general with you and being genuinely, you know, wanting to say what you want to say and not just putting on a piece of paper to promote yourself or to to kind of have a personal gain from it. But when you're thrown up there on stage not using a script, you're just thinking, what comes to the heart? What first comes to the heart? What do I think? You know? Yeah. Well, I think leadership and scouting in general just gives that to you. It, I have like, to agree with that too. See, I think I was thinking about that. Like we can, I think it, I think it gives it to you, but not at the success that I've seen from, you know, like George, Jesse giving speeches. Right. Well, I mean, we isn't that why. The it's called video. an honor society now. Yeah, that's about why they are the best of the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, of course you'd get that from people. <laughs> yeah, if if you're if you, and I think I think this. I don't know if you can agree, but I think since we're the champions of scouting, you know, we're the we're the most looked up to. Kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? He always looked up to like very successful people. And then when he started himself, he was already very successful because he looked up to those people. He didn't look yeah. up to somebody else the same as him. He looked up to those people that were very well. It's like when I was secretary, I looked up to you. I looked up to your dad. I looked up to uh-huh. you know George. I was like, those people are very successful. I want to be like those people. Not looking down below, but looking up there, right? So it's once you kind of get into like the you know, the honor society, you're you're some small little fish and you're in the big pond. You know, you're looking at all these big <laughs> yeah. fish like, oh, how do I be like these guys? And then after a while, you kind of learn. You kind of know how to do it. Well, believe and it I or not, you. like, the scouts that come in, like, first year or, like, you know, even second year, they'll hear about the OA and be like, whoa, like, I want to be like those guys. <laughs> yeah, so, I heard that. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah, no, and I think it's more of a, I think it's, like, yeah, of course, siblings do have, like, a sort of influence on that. Like, I know George definitely had an influence on me. Um, you know, when it came to, the, like, siblings, oh, Johnny, you're there, I think. But no, but at the same time, you know, as, like, a young <laughs> scout, even as a cub, um, I've had that drive to be in the Order of the Arrow. You know, those, those cool guys who wore regalia and did those ceremonies. That's what I had same. to do. I always yeah. thought, and I was like, dang, those guys are, like, that's that's life. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, ever since I, I was a cub scout, I was in the Order of the Arrow. Yeah, like my um, like so I wasn't in AOL. 
I was a Weeblow too. That was like way back then. Weeblow twos. So I remember before they had guys, this whole new program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I and the guy did my thing, and I was like, oh my god, that is so cool. How do I do that? And yeah. you know, we talk about breeding winners. Do you think the OA? Do you think the OA? You know. Like I said, you know, you kind of like you skim off of somebody else. You look up, like you said, you looked up to George, a lot of his influence. A lot of new scouts come in. You get that influence from them, you know. You're like, yeah. okay, like this this you little kid's looking up to me, this little kid's. And you can definitely see it, you know. I think like you said, like as you said, like oh, as a younger age, I never really looked at the big picture. And now since I'm older, I'm looking at the big picture. Like I was, I never looked at it as a young age, you know, when I joined away. I was just like, you know, I'll yeah. do it whatever. And now, like, when at 2019 elections, how, how, or no, I think it was at the chat, your chapter meeting, uh, Victor Vargas, he brought all those little young kids that were following around. And I'm like, look, it is true that, like, these little kids look up to the, to the people who are, who are standing tall, you know? It's crazy that, like, that's just how OA is, right? Well, yeah. like, how have you ever walked in public, too? Like, Okay, because I know that, like, when I walk in public and I see, like, little kids, like, my whole life, ever since the, through, even through Girl Scouts, you know, I always, like, wore my uniform, like, with pride because, you know, I always have, like, a ton of stuff on it and, you know, I earned it and I, you know, achieved it and all of that. But, like, walking through, like, public and, like, meeting, like, little kids and stuff, especially going to, like, the Cub Scout packs and stuff. Recruiting events, you, you know? Yeah, they look at mm. you like you're a mascot, like you're some sort of, like, That's, god. So I've <laughs> like, always had, like, what? this idea, like... You know, like when you wear your scout uniform out in public, it has an effect. Because how I was recruited was I saw a lady, the 99 cent store, in her scout mom uniform. And I was like, damn, that lady looks cool. She looks pretty <laughs> badass. Yeah. So I, I just was like, how do we do this? And we met my friend, uh, my mom's friend, Jennifer, who was like a Cub Scout leader. And we just kept it. And I think like, I don't know about you, but when I wear my uniform, like I feel like I'm like, I, I wear my uniform usually. So like everybody knows like the Lake Paris event for at least for Mount Rubida, right? Or Camp Marie. Mm -hmm. So I'll be wearing my uniform under everything and I'll sometimes take it off if it's too hot and I'll go in. and then we always go to Walmart before and to get stuff, right? Yeah. Every time I walk through there, I feel like I'm like a general of like a military army just walking through there like a god looking at people <laughs> and just crushing Yo. them. Like yeah. that's how I feel, you know? It feels like empowering, like you're the leader. Yeah, I've seen memes about that on, on Instagram where it's like how I see myself in my scout uniform versus what other people see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. No, yeah. I know. I have to completely agree. Like, I, I, like, I put on my poly wools, you know, like my formal uniform. Oh, yeah. Like, poly wools. Poly wools yeah, give you, I put poly on, you know, gives you the general vibe, but to like every yeah. other scouter. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, know, like, you like, put on the slash and the brown um, dress. Oh, yeah. And then you feel so like good. Like when and remember honestly, when we, no, and remember when 2019 when me and you got dressed in polys in the cabin, and then we walked yeah. into that room and everybody looked at us like, yeah. "Whoa, who's these guys?" I thought yeah. I was walking into a room to fire somebody. Like I was like gonna walk up to a table, you're fired. Like that's how I felt. Me and you walked in there like the generals coming to save everybody. And they're like, "Yes, I do and your other that. and your other lot chief contenders like Aiden and Victor, they were just wearing scat clothes, regular scat clothes. And I was like, Jesse looks like a king in front of a bunch of peasants. It's so crazy. Oh, <laughs> it just no. gives you a vibe. Aww. 
No, but I do have to agree. Like when we walked in, yeah, everybody stared at us, and I was like, "Whoa!" Uh, and you're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, it was. I get, I get that feeling when I walk when I used to walk into treat meetings because like I used to be I was always late, and <laughs> like, you know that I was always late. And I was always at least like it wasn't even that late. It was like two minutes late, but every time I'd walk in, everybody just look at me and they'd be like, oh, "Chris," and then I was like, "No." <laughs> Yo, don't talk to me. Yeah. And I was like, Anika started the meeting. And I was like, look it over. Look over her. Like, it just feels like that, though, right, Jesse? You're in Polly's. Like, remember, yeah. the meet- remember the meeting where me and you, I was your CVC for some- for shows. And so, like, Mr. The, the, like, the adult for, like, the section advisor walks in. You know, you have your chief walk in, the section chief, and everybody walk yeah. in. Like, oh, my God. That's like the president. Right? <laughs> When I was sitting next to you at one of those meetings, I freaked out because I was like, "Dude, like I'm like the I'm like some some schmuck." <laughs> yeah, like, dude. Advisor, like some sec- I'm the secretary of my lodge, serving on the section board or something like that, doing like CVC stuff. And I was like, "This is crazy that like it, it feels like a president and it's cabinet." Like, like I was some guy in I'm like like a cabinet, right? Because it's a like president. You are my you, well, you were part of my cabinet. Yeah, it's crazy. And like, I when you walked in and George walks, like your dad walks in and everybody walks in. And I'm like, dude. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh my god. Like, I'm the I'm some schmuck from waste management that now manages. Like, I'm like the secretary of state. Like, I'm important now, right? Like, it's crazy that like that happens. And like at the section level, it was so crazy that that happened. I was like, they walk in. I'm sitting next to you. We're taking notes. We're getting ready. And I'm like, oh my god. That's like that's the dude. You just start bowing down, like, on your knees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then uh, Tony Marino. Master. And then Tony Marino, another lodge chief from Provanga, right? Jesse remembers. He walks oh, yeah. up to me. He's like, what's your name? I'm like, oh, Atticus. And he's like, I don't like that. You're Dave. And I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, I get a nickname. <laughs> really? I felt so special. I was like, dude, I get a nickname. I'm Dave. <laughs> so funny, dude. Uh, facts. He just walked up and he's like, you're Dave. And I looked at Jesse and Jesse's like, I don't know. And I'm like, dude, I'm Dave. I'm Dave now. <laughs> from, the other, from the other chiefs. For sure. Yeah. No, I do remember that. It's like that when someone sick. shakes it's your crazy. hand. And then you're like, like oh my I'm God. never going to wash this hand ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It feels like that. Like, oh my God. I'm so sorry to be in your presence. And I look like this. Like, it just is so weird. I know. It's like... <laughs> Um, when I used to go to like, you know, like well, when I went to like University of Scouting, like when you go and stuff, they like recognize the people that have been through like Foxfire, and I'm just like over here, and I'm just like I bow down in your presence, like <laughs> <laughs> like they get like awarded or something, and I'm just like, yeah, you're like okay. above me on so many different levels. <laughs> yeah, I completely feel that. I completely feel that. Okay, okay. So I have a question for all of us. So mm-hmm. all of us have had this one person in Scouts that influenced the most and that we all aspired to be. Who is that one person? Start off with Jesse. Um, that's a mix because technically it's two people and I thought of them right off the top of my head. All right, you can um, say two. <laughs> <laughs> well, these well, these two people were always together. So then, you know, I was always tagging along too. Mm-hmm. I'd have to be my older brother George and um our friend Griffin Martois. Um them two were always together. And so, you know, I would always tag along. I'd always see them joking <laughs> around and um 
and you know i wanted to be a part of that you know it, it was cool and at the time griffin was um lodge chief and i aspired oh, yeah. to do that and george was the secretary and i saw them doing all these really cool things and like dang i want to be that cool i want to do that too <laughs> and so you know that i've i mean in general i've always followed george my older brother i've always followed him i mean of course he's my older brother and even then i've really never say this to him but he always pushes me to do things and it's something you know i've always shied about you know when he pushes me to do things but in the end i do it and i get some sort of accomplishment or sense of accomplishment out of something and for that to him i say thank you because honestly it was such an amazing push and you know he was my idol then and it's something i aspired to be so um something amazing and that's something it's a person who really inspired me wow that's really insert nice. korean soundboard <laughs> <laughs> okay Random. okay what about what about you atticus um i'd say there's two people you know one in just scouting in general like oa so for like just scouting in general it's a it's kevin newer when i was oh, like something cool. like, i remember when i was eight years old me and kevin were playing on this giant hippopotamus like i was friends with kevin <laughs> at like some little age and he was like like you know like 13 or 14 so it's like some little kid hanging out with like a cool kid right and now me getting older we're hanging out more and more being friends and stuff and it's cool to like meet it's kind of like you know you meet your heroes now i'm hanging out with like one of my heroes <laughs> and so That's we cool. do like we used to do like a lot of personal stuff so, like after like the navajo meeting when i go to the practice ceremonies me and him would go out to get food with his mom and we would always do that and so i'd say for like oa stuff i'd say it's your dad <laughs> Because your dad gives off this energy of I'm I'm in power I'm the controller you know, I'm the I am the leader and it proved and I always thought it was stupid but I, it proved to me that it proved to me that I was right during 2019 Emerson when that one lady came to like storm the Capitol and be crazy and take over the ceremony that was going on right remember that I, I do remember that and your dad just like set her down like a she was like a barking bulldog and your dad would just like step the button that's it and like you're out of here. Like, I was just like, yeah. how does he get that much cool for such a stressful situation, right? Because everybody was like, yeah, oh, it's public. It this person's fault. And same in meetings. Like, your dad gets flamed, and then he just stands up, and he flames him back. And I'm like, dude, he's like, a, <laughs> and he does mic drop. And I'm like, what the heck, man? Yeah, because He's honestly, roasting people, dude. From what I've heard from my dad, the way he's like, the way he, he, he thinks is like, he could care less about the adults, you know? In the end, oh, yeah. it's not for the adults, it's for the youth. So <laughs> he's told me, you know what, you're the law chief now. You have the final say. If you have to ever shut up the adults, shut them up. Remember, you're here for your youth. And then, you know, I completely agree. I think we're here for the youth, you know. And that's why I'm not afraid to shut up the adults. <laughs> I'm you not have... afraid to stand up and be like, adults, can you please quiet down? Like, seriously, I remember no, I'm not afraid to sent, sent out all the adults for a meeting. When LACU just like adults, all of you, I want you to go in the break room of the council office. I was like, what is Jesse doing? He's and he sends him out and he tells us some important information and stuff. And I was like, oh my god, he could just do whatever he wants. He can bully. He's, he's like, dude, if no, I just yeah. locker room, like, yeah. don't say anything to me. They're like, oh yeah, is. Yeah. And I think okay. that's why I like your dad so much. Is he's such a like a like you can't tell my these kids what to do. They are the leaders. <laughs> Yeah, and he reinforces that because these adults want to push us around. And your dad's in the back and like, I'm not going to help you, but you understand that you have the force to push back. Yeah. And he's yeah. really helpful with that. 
So yeah, I can understand why my dad could be your role model in that sense. Yeah, yeah, I completely understand that. Okay, so what about you, Annika? So I have two, um, just like like the other guys. Um, so the first person is my mom. Um, cause, well, because she's like, she's been actively in scouting since my brother was a tiger. Um, so my brother's younger than me, if you guys didn't know. But um, Wait, if yes. Mikey is younger than you. No, Jason's younger than me. Wow, okay. Um, but so my mom's been, you know, with scouting for a very long time and she's worked her way up. I mean, I have two moms. Um, so one of them's a cub master and the other one's a scoutmaster for our troop and she works up at council as the accounting assistant and stuff. Yeah. And um, so just like looking up to her and stuff and like her morals and like ideals of what scouting should be and like how she advocates so much for it and like you know is determined and no matter like what gets in her way she's very like i'm gonna do it this way this is how it's supposed to be done you know kind of way and like it is yeah amazing she's here for the kids and i think that's really like awesome like she kind of during troop meetings too just sits back and is like all right um you decide what you want to do and just tell me you know like so she's like really cool and um she strives for everything she volunteers all the time like she's just a really like awesome person and so that's amazing yeah that's kind of it's a i'm you know fortunate to have um a role model like that like a parent like that too yeah because not everybody has that and so like i'm just really grateful for that um and then my second person which i swear if you guys say anything my second person that i've always looked up to is actually chris um Hmm? so (laughs) (laughs) so ever since i was younger i've known chris since like he was like in the fourth grade and i was like in the fifth grade like so he's a year younger than me but um oh little boy little man yeah so (laughs) she's shorter than me so she still looks up to me (laughs) (laughs) so like ever since like we were younger like i just always remember like seeing him like always just like being so foot first and like really like representing the morals of scouting and like all of that and i really wanted to be a part of it like but you know at that time girls weren't allowed in scouting but like once i started scouting and like actually being in the program um he used to be in a different troop and like when we you know saw him in the different troops i saw the way he ran like everything and it was just like amazing and like i couldn't fathom doing something like that and every once in a while i still need help and so i'm just thankful like he's my spl and it's like okay yeah this is what you do like he'll help me out with something um but yeah, yeah so something like that and it's really cool now that i actually get to scout with him personally you know like by my side like through our scouting experience and like go through the oa together like we did ordeal together like and like yeah. do all of that and like so it's just like really really nice to be able to be friends with somebody that you've kind of looked up to like for years yeah that's so. that's i was about to say you're, you're describing like a perfect a friendship right there yeah it's so, so it's, amazing aw. It's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Insert Korean soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> Random noises, or I don't know. Yeah, so um, I never actually shared that with anybody because, like, I don't know. I just felt like it would make conversations awkward, and like Chris would be like, oh, "No, not weird. at all, not at all." You know what? That's nice to know. Yeah, I think, that's I think, I think your intentions are are genuine, so it yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah, honestly, like you two are psychics. I mean. 
without a doubt. Dude, like we talked about last time, the dynamic duo. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's not something to be ashamed about. Come on. Like someone you look up to and someone that's close to you like that. Like I find that so amazing. Don't yeah. be afraid to. I'm just fortunate, you know, to have a friend like Chris. And I'm also fortunate to have a mom like my mom, you know, because. Yeah. Like I said, uh, yeah, not I everybody has that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, those are the people that I look up to um, in my scouting experience and all that's that. That's amazing. That's really nice. I like that. Hey, really about to make me cry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Real men don't cry. <laughs> yeah, let's, 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 let's. So, I guess it's my turn now. Yeah, who are your who are your people that you look up to? All right, so there's, I mean, you know, I'll say there's two because there there really is. So everybody has too. <laughs> yeah. So the first person is um his name is Riley Walker. Annika, I I've you know I talk about him a lot. And oh. he was when I first joined Scouts, well, okay, when I was in Cub Scouts, I was like, you know what, I just want to do Cub Scouts and like I don't know, I'll try like Boy Scouts and see what it's like. And personally, I did not like I didn't want to continue with Boy Scouts. I wanted to quit after like a couple months. Oh, then I met too. Riley me <laughs> when I joined Scouts. And Riley was just, you know, just that that natural leadership and just could do everything and anything, knew everything. And if you asked him something, he always had an answer and he always had the best answer. And I I always wanted to be like that. I always wanted to know every single night, know every single part of the book. And know every single leadership skill there is, and I, I wanted to be like him so bad, and I he influenced me in scouts so much, especially amazing. If I if I had not met him, I would not be in the position I'm in right now. I would not be in scouts, and I would not be like months away from getting being an Eagle Scout. And he's the whole reason why I wanted to be an Eagle Scout because. Riley, he got his life. I I wanted to do what he did, and I call it a Riley. When like <laughs> scouts, when scouts get life really, really young, but then just wait out for like years and years until they turn eighteen and get eagle. And, <laughs> I have a lot of friends that do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I want to do that because that sounds fun and it makes sense, you know. To get all like the rank stuff done first, and then you could just chill and not have to like be so pressed on about eagle. But I ended up not doing that, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, overall, it's just he still has like such a great influence on me, even though he's not in scouts anymore. It's like whenever I like I do something that, especially with rank and stuff or teaching knots, I always think of him because he taught me everything I know in scouts, and I'm so thankful for that. And then next would probably be his dad, Mr. Walker, Larry Walker. And he was the best scoutmaster any troop or unit could have in the country. In the country? (laughs) I wouldn't know in the world international scouting. (laughs) But it's just, he was such an amazing guy. He, he, and when I met uh, Mr. Dilatory, he reminded me of him so much. And it was just, he, he didn't take like crap from anyone and he always he always had something to say about anything and he always had the right thing to say like like riley 
and I I could tell him anything. I he was like one of the very few adults I could open up to, which which is like a really good feeling, especially like at the time because I had a lot of problems going on with my life and I had a lot of personal issues. And you know, Scouts just and both of those people in Scouts just made me such a better person. That's amazing. It's really cool. It's really yeah. nice, actually. And that's amazing that you found someone that you could open up to in scouting. That's that's really cool. And yet, at the same time, you found an inspiration and a friend. That's amazing. Yeah. So, any Is other Dallas topics? Sentimental? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'll get this deep. Yeah, it's because I'm here. It's because I'm here. <laughs> I know, Joking. like, I feel like Atticus is holding himself back from, like, a ton of jokes, and, like, we're all being serious, and then Atticus is just quiet over there. Like, I have to be pouting <laughs> in the corner with my arms crossed. Come on, Chris. <laughs> your family stuff. Come on. Nah, I think it's me, because that's just generally how I am. I don't know why I create, always create, like, an emotional type of vibe around people. I don't know why, dude. I just carry myself that way. It's, it's your like, voice. <laughs> my voice. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's sigh really. Can't believe I'm on the Israel model. Question: This is like another life question, right? Uh. But like, when something bad happens, or like you know, you're delivering bad news, do you guys smile? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why either. I think it's a natural human response to smile to bad news or to bad news. No, it's not. You're trying to create a blocker to not think about it. So you're thinking of something funny. Yeah. Or you're trying to just like, and there's some situations where it's also like somebody giving you bad news. You just smile because a natural human response that you'll do to a lot of things is smile. So I think what happens is um, something bad news happens to you and you smile because like your body's in shock. You're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And you've just li- like, kind of like your pilot of controlling your airplane. You're, you're controlling your body. Somebody just yanks control from you. And like, a, you're just at stall. Like you're like windows XD has an issue. Like done. And you're like, it's just kind of frozen. Really? I'm the complete opposite way. Like really I'm deliver bad. Yeah. If I'm going to deliver bad news, <clears throat> I'm going to be straight up and honest about it. And you know, I'm going to, you know, it's obviously going to be sad and I'm not going to, keep you from being sad because no matter what you probably will be sad but you know no matter what i'm still gonna be there you know yeah of course i'm gonna be there to support but i'm not gonna show something that's not real you know i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna show the truth that's just me personally you know cry it out cry it out it doesn't matter i won't judge i really well, don't yeah, like- care in a nice way yeah, like, I don't judge when people cry or, like, anything like that. And I try to be as, like, empathetic as possible, you know, and try to be there for people. But, like, for some reason, like, and I want to know, like, I don't know if I'm the only one or anything like that. I know Atticus does it now, but, like, I just, I smile when something, like, bad happens. And, like, my family gets so mad at me about it. And I'm like, I can't, like, I don't even realize I'm smiling. Like, I just. Yeah, I ha- I have that um issue, too. And it really comes in the bad plays, like showing up the day after Jim dies, having to go to the hospital and pick up Dina's car. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm smiling, sitting there, and they're crying, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, and no, then you just no... sit there awkwardly, like, do you yeah. want a hug? Or like... I don't know, I'm yeah. just smiling, like, standing there, and Dina comes up, and she hugs me. 
you're okay, sweetie? And I'm like, I don't, I'm not in control. I'm not. I'm not here right now. <laughs> you gotta speak to my. You gotta speak to my receptionist. I'm not in control. <laughs> gotta speak to the manager. And and then you know Cameron walks up and he's like, "You okay?" And I'm like, "What? I'm frozen. Like I'm just out of it. Like I'm in space. It's like out of nowhere, finding out <laughs> bad news and stuff, and just it's like you disassociate from reality for a minute, and it's like yeah." And yeah, that's how was, I am, yeah. Yeah, you see, that I day was already that. a terrible day. And, like, the tears yeah. started flowing. Like, we were going to the hospital. We're driving on the way to the hospital. I already started crying. We're doing this. I already started crying. We're doing that. We're just sitting at the dinner table. I put my head down. I start crying. I'm like, this is, like, you don't get an innate emotional response. It hits you, like, after an hour. It's, like, aftershock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fine. You think you're, I think it's, like, PTSD. Like, you're, you're, you're fine then. But then later, you're like, oh. <clears throat> Like, I was listening to this YouTube guy. He films these really good conversations about life and everything on YouTube. And the platform he does it through is a VR chat. So it's kind of weird. And this one guy talks about being a, um, an a aviation's gunner's unit. Okay? And they're basically like like Call of Duty gunships. That like, okay, fire on that target. <laughs> Boom! Right? And his, one of his missions was he... Um, there was like this marine ground unit getting lit up, right? There's just, and you know, it's just dirt walls there, as he says. There's, it's dirt walls. That's it. So there's AK rounds going through dirt walls. And these marines are hiding behind it, trying to not get hurt, and they're firing through, it, and the bullets are just going right through the dirt walls and creating holes in it. So the cover around you is slowly coming to crumbs. And so like, why? And it took like an, and they were there for like thirty minutes, and it took thirty minutes. Just to get up to the entire like head general to say, oh, can we fire on the enemies in the building? Like it took so long. Like, like why do we waste all this time? They're in danger, you know. They're firing at our guys. This is not fair. And he was really unhappy because he was so angry that like, why can't I do something? I just, I just had to sit there in the gunship, watching people, watching my own, you know, my own service members getting lit up. Like it's not fair. So he said he was fine at the time, and he was, he was fine. And there's a bunch of other deadly news that he, that he talks about. And he's like, and then afterward, I just started crying. And I, I just started drinking, doing drugs for like the 14 days of R&R. And I was like, I didn't know how, what to do. Because it's like, you don't, you don't, at the, uh, the first reaction, you're like, oh, my God, you know. But you don't know what to, how to run. And then later, yeah. afterward, you're like, everything just starts rolling. Like you've picked just back- like crumbles down all at once. Yeah. And he talks about being in a job and it just happens. Like he just sits, he's sitting there, and he thinks, "Oh my god, what could have I done differently? What could I?" It's the reflection. It's the reflection after things, you know. I, I guess think that happens in everybody. No, yeah, I think and- it, it happens in general with everybody. If you think about it, you always have after something bad happens or something sad happens. Like aftershock. You, yeah, yeah, exactly. You you have you look back on things, and it's you sadly you think about the sad things because that's something it's just natural human instinct exactly dude i it's so weird so anaki remember that instagram i don't know if you saw my instagram post it was a minecraft video right so i'm already like just like today's been a crap ass takes you know this is what i look forward to like get through school and then i can do my podcast and have fun right Uh i don't usually talk about my emotions but i'll I'll give you this so i'm scrolling through ifunny and i love ifunny i've always been a part (laughs) of it i have like no, genuinely, like if I say something like I'm mad at, the iFunny community be like, "You're okay, man. You're right. You're okay." <laughs> I, like they just come to you. Like no other, no other people do that for you. I find, and iFunny is just there for you. 
And so I'm just going to look at some memes and, you know, kind of waste the day. And I find that video, right? A Minecraft video. I'm like, oh, I know that map. That's the prison map, right? And then it shows, like, the watermelon thing. And, like, them playing. And I'm like, I start crying because I'm like, dude, that was, like, little kid years. Like, yeah. that was, like, when I was a little kid, that was that. That was life. That was... I miss the everything. old Minecraft. Like Right? That, that's my mm. old Minecraft. So I was just, like, I reposted that because I was like, man, I miss... I was just crying for, like, like 20 minutes just, like, about a silly Minecraft video. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> I don't know why. But, like, well, that, that, was, like... that was life. That was everything. <laughs> Well, yeah, I watched like it was... Canadian Bacon. I watched Guided Minecraft. I watched um, Minecraft Diamond Cart. Popular MMOs. Yeah. Yo. I think it's like that realization that you kind of get when you get older. At least I found myself yeah. like that lately. Like lately, you know, quite honestly, I don't care in the most nicest way. I don't care like what people would think of me because i know how i am myself and i try to show my honest self to everybody all the time and usually i i do and the only time i'm not is usually when i'm defending myself but for the most part i never do that because i absolutely hate it when i do that i always try to be honest and i that's sort of the part of the realization comes in you know i think as you get older you start making these realizations of what in life matters and does not matter and at the same time, you know, it's like, who cares? I, I, like, of course, yeah, things matter. You have to think about things. But some things, it's like you just kind of got to let go and not worry about, you know? Well, it's uh, like Toy Story, I, man. Like, okay, so when Toy Story hi, buddy. and I watched it, and like, and then Buzz like, oh, she's going to be okay. And then like, Woody was like, yeah, I know. And he thought he was t talking about Bo Peep. But he was actually talking about Bonnie. Like, I literally, yeah. like, every single time I watch that movie, I cry so hard for the next, like, hour. Because <laughs> I'm like, it's the end of an era. Like, it's the end of my childhood. Like, I can't. <laughs> it's black. That's it. Yeah. And, like, I watched that video and I was like, dude, this was, I remember a kid sitting, you know, in the car going to a scout meeting, like a Cub Scout meeting, watching that video. Exactly that. And my favorite was these, these like prison escape and the ones were like they would have an hour to build a base in, in creative and then instantly go into survival and fight each other. And I always oh, watched, yeah, that one was and I watched Oh, I love those. Plays, and I did all that and I was so into it. And now I was just crying cuz I was like, dude, this is so crazy that like this is now like it's dream doing speedruns. It's George not found, Tommy in it. All these people. Yeah. yeah. The whole Minecraft era is just yeah. And like Jesse says changing disingenuous you know it doesn't feel like like how minecraft's supposed to be like they really like the good not, old days you're not in it like i don't know jesse but it's kind of like you're not in it for the right reasons right yeah yeah it's a different feeling vibe to it yeah you're it, you're doing this for the not the wrong reasons you're doing it for fame for cash for competition for whatever i mean it's so petty to accuse Dream of faking his speed runs or yeah. who cares? It's content, Minecraft content. It's Don't fun to watch. Guys. I mean, like, people yeah. can't take it that just enjoy it. And he's yeah. trying to oh. find faults in it. Honestly. Guys, just don't worry. Like, I have an Xbox 360. I have Xbox 360 Minecraft Edition, okay? That's, like, the old stuff with, like, the non-infinite world. And it's, like, the box. And you have to work in the box. No, yeah. Honestly. But that's still, it's, it's like not even that. Than... Yeah, it's like these it's people just... are doing it for the wrong reasons that you feel. You're not, 
you're not in it for the right reasons. You're, you're doing it for fame, for cash. Dream said it himself. You know, I don't care about a steep speed run thing. I it's my character that I care about. It's my it's my character. You know, yeah. I want to I want to leave a I want to leave a lasting impact like all these other famous Minecraft YouTubers that they did on me as a kid. So if you think my speed runs fake, I'll prove all the evidence that it's not. But at the end of the day, I don't care because it's my character and my lasting impact on my career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and we need more people like that in the world. Like really, we do. And you want to you want to you want to do it for the right reasons, right? No, we, we just need more stuff. genuine, not... honest people who care about the right things at the right time and don't look at the wrong reasons. Yes, exactly. It, yeah, when they think it's justified. It's, right. Yeah, and it's just to me it's like it's crazy that like Sky does Minecraft has 11 million subscribers and his content now is just not good. It's just it's not really like, like if I scroll through right now, if I look at videos, I go old videos. His old videos are where it was. That was living life, you know? Yeah. Was, well, it's kind of like, like Markiplier. Like, do you guys remember when he started like yeah. the Five Nights at Freddy's stuff and like all yeah. that? Those are so funny, dude. Good content. <laughs> and now it's like. It's where, yeah. it's, where is it at? You know? Yeah. It's, it's not the same. kind of like dead. And it's like, and, oh. you know, I think like, like what's crazy is like, there, these people, it always has started out doing it for just yourself. Do it for yourself, you know? Having fun and doing it for yourself and enjoying Minecraft, you know? Yeah. It's but now people are just doing it for fame. Doing it for fame, yeah. Yeah, like, honestly, if I were to do something like that, I honestly don't care about the fame. I don't care no. about the money. I care about my impact on people. I literally could care less if I go down burning. At least in my, at least I know in my right mind, I did something right. You know, in my mind, I was right the entire time. You know, that I really nicely don't care about those things. As long as I know I'm doing the right thing and people are flaming on me, it doesn't matter to me. Because yeah. I'm helping other people, and that's yeah, something you're, I'd it's rather the mentality do. That you're in the right. It doesn't matter if they think you're wrong. You're in the right. It's better to look at the positive effects. <laughs> and when you have that mentality, nobody can stop you. That's the thing. Because well, those I mean, people that have that mentality, you know, Jesse, you could get flame bombed for something yeah. that you want to do, and you still would not care because you're like, I'm not doing it for you. You can say whatever you want to me. I don't care. I'm doing it for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing I, it for the lasting impact. I'm doing it for another reason. Yeah, like this is how I see it, me personally. A lot of things I'm, I've noticed I started to do now are more outside of just for myself, but for other people. I've noticed that um, quite recently I've started looking out for more than just myself, but other people. Um, that's why I do certain things. I think that's why I've always done certain things is because I've always looked out for other people and that's why i do a lot of the uh, things i do and that's why i don't care what other people think because in the end okay i'm glad i'm going down i'd rather have the 10 other people who i helped go up than one just single me going down it's and, the right thing to do yeah yeah and i definitely I, think like you know if you look at <coughs> minecraft videos currently right all his old content got a lot of views right all these people his content now is terrible, but you know when he was doing that those really good videos, it left a last a lasting impact on those kids who are now growing up to be Dream Tommy in it, 
George not found yeah. all yeah. people that are just standing strong. I think that's in life in general too. Somebody leaves a lasting impact, and then you, you're, and then you grow up and you do that same thing, and you leave a lasting impact. And when you start, it's going to be really good. And then in thirty yeah. years, twenty years, your content will be terrible, but the next ten people, you will single handedly have raised up to do the same thing. It's a yeah. it's a rise and Honestly. repeat system. Yeah, yeah, it is. You got to make way for the, the next generation. That's all it is. Yeah, and some of these people have re- realized it and just stopped because they said, you know, I'm not really doing it for myself. I'm not doing it for other people. I'm what am I doing? And they just end their career. That's it. I'm I'm gonna go make a life yeah. now and do a real person job. Like, has anybody heard from Canadian Bacon? Right? Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> has anybody heard from these Minecraft people anymore? Right? They're yeah. just not in it. It's, yeah, it's not the same. And you can see the rise and fall repeat. Like, okay, who's the top streamer? Ninja with 100 million views at a one time, right? Stampy Longnose. Remember that guy? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I loved him so much. <laughs> right? Who remembers that guy? Stampy Longnose. I do remember, that. I do remember right? him. Have you seen his latest analytics? I have not. Stampy Lover's World, Creeper Coaster. So his most recent video 11 hours ago. Can you guess how many views he got, Jesse? Probably like 10,000 or something. 69,000. 69K. What are we doing here, dude? What are we doing? Yeah. Right? We used to get like a million. Yeah. Like, okay, so his last video four years ago, Hold My Life, 8 million YouTuber special. He got 7.8 million views. Four years ago, he was king. And now look at him. Our kings have fallen. It's crazy, you know? Our kings have fallen. <laughs> like, the way you just, you worded that. That was funny. <laughs> it's just the bigger transition to something. You know that yeah, meme where they have, like, Harambe and, like, all of that? Like, in, like, the gates of heaven. And, like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I yeah. imagine that's, like, as. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, these people were so well-known. Everybody remembers Stampy Long. I remember him doing, playing with, um... That uh, shark guy. Alfred Lee. Lee. Oh, you're talking about Squid Octopus or something. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't mm. anymore. He's not in the game. Remember Alfred Lee? He's not doing it anymore. <laughs> you yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, these people are just... And I think every, like, platform has that, you know? Like, yeah. I could go on with... Right, like, a platform, for example, is... Who remembers Vanoss, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember his remember his Black Ops two days where he would hang out with oh. Mini Lad, H2O. You see what I'm saying, right? Like all these yeah. cool people, right? Just the gang. And now it's just like, okay, now it's just like, oh man, this is where is this? Where are we going? Well it's kinda Can like we- um you guys, I I mean, everybody knows who PewDiePie is, but like um I remember back in the day, I mean, I sound like I'm like 59 saying this, but back like, in the day. back when I was a kid, um, back in 2014, he had the bro you know, and like it was all blue Ooh, and like yes. everything. And now there's no yeah. bro and it's just like, low why and meme review. Like, yeah, it's good content, like he's keeping up with the times, but like, like yeah. you know, like, um, it's just, I miss the bro you know, like I miss. The bro fist and the bro screaming at everybody misses back then. I remember yeah, like it's just remember, 2020 uh, realization of what we miss. Yeah. Like <laughs> you guys know Jack Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember the 
top of the morning to you guys. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah, he doesn't do that anymore. He doesn't. Oh. He's not. He's... Do you remember? Do you remember the hat that he always wore? He doesn't wear it anymore. And oh. it's just crazy to me, though, right? Like and these the... people were the kings of our age, and now I see them at, you know, yeah. currently right now. Like I'm looking at my for you for like homepage where it's just videos <clears throat> that are popular, right? Okay, you know these upcoming guys: Mr. Beast, forty-three million; Operator Dusky, seven hundred twenty-six thousand; Vsauce, three point two. Demolition Ranch, 1.8. Gamerology, 5.6, right? High numbers. In the millions, right? It's always in the millions. A Dream Minecraft video, SMP video, 1.7, right? I look at the kings of our generation, right? Like mm-hmm. Stampy Longos, for example. 69K, and that's in 11 hours after posting. Back then, that would have been 4, 4 million tops, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's weird for... And you can you compare PewDiePie, but PewDiePie doesn't make any sense, right? He has his highs and lows, but he always pushes on. And it doesn't make sense to me how he still has a fan base. I think it's because he was one of the first big YouTubers that it's just like a it's like a normal thing to like if you're in the YouTuber game, like, okay, that's that's obviously the god. It's always been the god, right? Yeah. He's like the king of all kings. No yeah. one will ever dethrone him mm-hmm. until he dies. Because I think yeah. how he started off, I think he started off at the first he was one of the first kings. And I think everybody was like, okay, it's just naturally respectable to never diss the king, right? Yeah. And yeah. And he will always be a legend, no matter if his content is good or bad. And that's and why no one liked T-Series. Yeah. No. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Like, T-Series ends up winning, but who the heck talks about T-Series anymore? Nobody cares for them. Yeah. Like, where do they come from? It's like somebody challenged the king, they won, and now we never hear about him anymore. The yeah, only like, fame they got was from P- PewDiePie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was just like, okay, you know, he's at 100 million subscribers. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, dude. dude. Astronomical. Yeah, and it is. It's just so weird, right? Like, how did, you know, our kings as a childhood just fall and that's it? They're gone, right? <laughs> yeah. And, who, and we're looking at it now. The people that are currently doing it now, they're not kings. I'm not going to see Tommy in it be a king like, like you know, Sky Does Minecraft or Canadian Bacon, right? Hey, who knows? I may be wrong. Two years later, Tommy in it might be literally the king of Minecraft. Dream might be the king of Minecraft, right? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Who knows? But it's just, it doesn't seem like they're the right material, you know? And to, to bring it all back, it you, you're doing it for yourself or you're doing it for other people you know I mean, some of these people are just not doing it you know they're just not doing it you're doing it for the wrong reasons you know say you know that, one more time you know <laughs> you know <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> man deep convos at two in the morning i don't know they really <laughs> hit different. Oh yeah, 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 they really do. It's good because that means it's there's a lot of opening up, and that's nice. Yeah. and it's well, and it's a lot of like personality and like you know, like we don't yeah, like it, on this podcast, we don't want to just talk about scout life, like scout. No, we, you know, we want to yeah, talk about our really personal lives. Scout life. Mm-hmm. It, like, like I, like, like you know, Annika's saying, and we've always said is scout life is you know okay you're scout that's awesome i want to hear about that but 
I want to know you as a person, man. I think Annika, I'm a quote Annika. You know, there's a personality behind your scouting personality. You're not just that scout person. You're also that real person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm I think, also- like, all right, go ahead, Annika. I was going to say, I'm also that girl that dyes her whole head pink, but. Nothing wrong with that. And so, you know, Jesse, do you think that, like, in our era, in a way in scouting, do you kind of see, see those kings standing out? Like, okay, that guy right there, two, give him two to three years, he'll be eagle and he'll be running the lodge and the whole OA. Do you at all see any of those people that are like, okay, give them a, give them a year and they'll be the king? Do you see anybody of those now currently in OA? Quite honestly, I do see some of those people, but sadly, they get discouraged by the wrong things. And that's why it's kind of upsetting to see some of those things because it's like, man, I was, you remind me of myself, man. You have so much potential, so much drive, and you could do something with that. And then they get shied away by some ridiculous reason. And it's like, yes, no, no, dude, please do not throw away that potential. It's something amazing. It's something you should cherish about yourself. You may absolutely hate it, but no, I see it as an amazing thing. You may not see it in yourself, but it's a part of you that has this sense of drive, this sense of going, this sense of purpose. And I think you should always strive for that. It's an amazing thing. And sadly, sometimes people get discouraged because other people influence them in the wrong ways. And it's it's sad. It's upsetting. Yeah, Yeah, I've seen that so much. Yeah. Especially now. Well, no, especially within the last two years, I've seen a lot of scouts quit because of being so discouraged and all the other things you're saying. And it's really sad because once in my old troop, once upon a time, I had so many scouts. And within two years, they were all gone. Mm-hmm. And they all, and it was all because, like I said earlier, my old scoutmaster, Larry Walker, ever when he left, the troop was was done. Yeah, it, it's uh-huh. when the he king brought life to that troop, and it will never be the same. Troop two, my troop, it's the same way, dude. Three years ago, I could I could have never told you who's SPL. I would have never guessed. There would have been like five people running, and it would have been like a political debate. It would have been huge. <laughs> it would have been Welcome like to the next SPL debate. Today, right, like our two. Is- yeah. And, like, everybody would show up. There's people you'd never see that showed up just to vote and to get their voice and whatever, right? Yeah. Now, I had to talk to – I had to convince a kid to replace me when I'm done. Yeah. Like, it's that, it's that like – and so many scouts have walked away from our troop from other programs and stuff that it's like, oh, my God, dude. What am I – how? How are we doing this, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, like- my, troop, my troop used to be the king, right? They showed up to everything and – now I get like 20 kids, and it's the same 20 kids that always show up. Nobody knew, nobody, right? It's just it was crazy, dude. Yeah, I could see that too. Cause like, like right now, like our troop and stuff is doing really, really well. Like, yeah. you know, we're doing really well, like surprisingly, um, you know, given the circumstances. Yeah. Um, but like before that, like when the pandemic first started, um, let me tell you, only two of our girls, like it's me and this other girl. We're the only original people that started the girl troop that are left. 
everybody else has left or quit or, you know, found other things that interested them more. And um, I saw potential in a lot of them, and um, they all kind of just, you know, faded off. So me and this other girl, we're the only, like, people left. And, like, to me, that's crazy. But, like, at the same time, we've gained so many people. Like, you know, for some reason, our troop literally doubled in size. over. No, our troop tripled. It tripled in size. Like, (laughs) we have, we went from, like, maybe having 12 people. No, we had... Over the pandemic, no. when it started, we had six. We had six active scouts. Oh, yeah, that were showing up now, to the Zoom meetings. Now we have and 30. And yeah. Amazing. Yeah, so we tripled in size. Most of it's because, like, the AOL den, you know, mm-hmm. they finally crossed over and all of that. Um, so we have a lot of first years. But, um, but now we have, like, 30 active scouts. Yeah, and we have a lot of scouts that are starting to earn, like, their first class and all of that, too. Oh, which is- amazing amazing so yeah yeah and so when me and chris leave because me and chris are the oldest ones there except for like I, uh, one of our friends isaiah um but he just started in the troop as well but um yes. me and chris are the only ones that are like kind of almost experienced in that so we're it's the like, veterans in the troop <laughs> yeah so we're like, <laughs> i feel like we're trying to train everybody as they move up like we're trying to train everybody so that when we leave like we're not like it's so fine. worried about like yeah well i mean i mean i know personally i plan on becoming an assistant scoutmaster as soon as i turn 18 i think chris you said something about doing that too but i've come uh, to the decision that if i serve another term as spl it'll be my last troop position i will ever do is the last time i will be doing it in scouts yeah, yeah. Like, honestly like i'm not even registering i'm actually it's the new year i'm technically not even registered in a troop anymore <laughs> I, i'm in a crew now um i've actually kind of stepped back from my troop you know um because this is kind of like you know i'm taking this year as like my retirement year um because you know i've done so much in scouting. yeah i think it's time for me to you know personally to go back and focus on myself which i think i need to do anyway um and so that's kind of like been my focus you know i've kind of started to step back uh from things because you know i feel like i need to focus on myself personally and i yeah i'm gonna stick around for when the help is needed of course um but it's change there's a lot of change yeah there's a lot of change going on which some of it's good but for the most part, it's it's been going downhill. But yeah, like we I talked about earlier, we just got to look for the positive stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah you do. And like Jesse, remember that meeting we had at LA Council, LA County Council? Their their thing to like tell everybody like, hey, you need to start getting retention. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's the numbers. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Wasn't it crazy to get like a shell shock moment of like the OA is not going to be around in ten years. Yeah, you know, yeah, Anthony gave us that speech, or not? Anthony, what's his name? The guy, 2019 Western Region Chief, at NLN. We were at NLNs, right? So me and your dad are sitting there eating steak. Like this is the final day, and he says, "You know, I want my grandchildren to grow up and be in the OA." And looking at it now, looking at it now, in ten years there will be no OA. Yeah, Isn't it crazy won't. to like, how? What do we? What do we do wrong? What foot do we step on? What did we? How do we start dying? You know. It's just the way society is changing. Yeah, a lot of things this past year, like, you know, has changed a lot. Like, 
I mean, going to school and, you know, like, uh, having meetings and stuff will never be the same, like, ever mm-hmm. again. Like, Zoom's still going to be used, like, even after the pandemic and after all the stuff that happened, you know? Like, there's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of different things, not only in scouting, but just in everyday life. And it's crazy to think about, and it's crazy to think that in a year, our whole lives have just changed, like, everybody's lives. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely yeah. right about that. I think the most biggest thing we've all seen this year is not necessarily about others, but the change in ourselves, the realizations we make in ourselves. It's the different things we notice about ourselves. You know, this year has really gotten us to to think about things. To self-reflect. Yeah. (laughs) Understand things. Yeah, understand things about yourself. You know, um, get to know yourself because, you know, we're always on the rush. We're always doing things and, you know, this year has been that kind of the step back for everybody to look back on things. Right, like before the pandemic, me and my family, like I said, you know, we're very involved in scouting. You know, my mom works at the council. My brother is, you know, star rank. And, you know, I'm part of the OA now. And, you know, I've always been a part of venturing and like all of that. So like every weekend I had something to do. I was either camping or volunteering. There was, I never had a weekend free. Like, yeah, something. And then, like, when the pandemic started and, like, when we all had to stay home, like, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like, I had to find, like, who I was and, like, just, like, the reason I do these things. And not just, I I, do them just to do them, you know? I completely feel that. Yeah. I completely feel that. That's how I feel. Yeah. It was such an abrupt change that I just didn't know what to make of it. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it yeah, really no. yeah i blame scouting for my horrible dating life <laughs> me too, me too. Dude, my last girl from when i told her i was like oh well it's funny because whenever scouting i talk to first. someone like whenever i talk to someone i always tell them yeah. like okay so for the summers i'm gonna be gone for like a whole month and like i won't be able to talk to you or anything so like and, like, during the winter, I'm gone, too. Like, I'm just gone all the time. Like, I just... And I'm sorry for the lag. Like, <laughs> like it's just always, like... You're always, like, apologizing because you're just always so busy with, like, everything. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, like, yeah, you know, like you said, like, gone and gone. Um, Do you ever think that, like... Uh, I, you know, this is my opinion. But... Of course. I definitely think that I get more education out of scouting and doing working at camp and serving people than I do from school that school could ever give me. Oh yeah, very true. I my mom has always told my teachers. My teachers hate it. She says my kid wants to go out in the mountains and serve his youth, his fellow youth, for a month off grid during like even if it's a school year. I'll say fuck it, I don't care, dude. I that's what I want to do, and she (laughs) she totally supports that. You know, she just was like, okay. I want that's what I want you to do then. So like if it's like, hey, there's a scouting event Thursday, Friday, can we go? She's like, sure. Just tell your teachers you're not gonna be there. So he's like, Oh yeah, I'm going on this trip. And they're like, Really? What about school? And I'm like, You could never teach me what scouting gives me, you know? Yeah. To compare you you two together. To compare you two together, apples to oranges. I feel that like a lot, but like my parents are completely different. Like today, you know, like I failed a quiz and it's the first quiz I've failed. And like my parents got really mad at me because I failed the quiz and they told me I needed to try harder next time, you know, (coughs) like 
for my parents, like grades in school and stuff is like really, really important. And if I don't have good grades, then I can't do scouting. Like it's as simple as that. So like I always try to have like really good grades because you know, but like I feel like scouting teaches me more than yeah school does. And um but there are some things, you know, with an exception of like medicine and stuff like that like scouting couldn't really teach you that other no, than if you take that's, that's the medicine like bear bag i've learned so much that more in scouting in the last 11 years in my entire life being in school right <laughs> yeah. and like you know i also think like scouting gives you a um it, it gives you a moral compass that you don't get from school half my friends when i originally went to my old high school public high school last year right half my friends are doing drugs and two of them are locked up and one of them had a kid Right, right. We're the, same yeah. age. We're the same age. I'm serving youth. I'm doing council stuff. I'm, you know, I'm doing 29- I'm doing service, right? So, like, here's the thing. So, when we started camp- working at camp at 2019, right, our second year, I um, like, I had I had a lot, like half a month of school left, right? Like the end of the year, half I had a half left of school left at my like charter school, and I said, hey, you know, I'm gonna leave. Now, like this was like a month. This was like a month. It was like like so. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna leaving now because it's staff week." I'm like, yeah, yeah we got like three, four, three or four weeks left of school. Basically, like a half month. And I was like, "I don't care." And so, like, I was at camp doing lifeguard stuff while they were doing like the end of the year celebration. And my friends were like, "Dude, you're missing it. You're missing it." I'm like, "I don't no, care. No, no, you you're missing care. this. You're missing it. <laughs> you're missing life." Wait, right, like. You, they put you through these merit badges and stuff to teach you how to pay bills, to teach you how to be an effective family member, to teach you be, how to be a functioning adult, and they don't teach you that in, like, classes no. at school. They you teach know? you how to get good grades, that's all. Yeah. They, they teach you how to be uniform, they teach you how to get in lines, take orders. <laughs> take, yeah, take orders. Basically, you know, yeah. The teacher's always right. It's, yeah. it's never and been. They teach you how, at the end of your life, all this work will come into a piece of paper that can get you a job. And now what gets you a job, yeah. what gets you through life is your character. And, and your some person. of the most famous people have said, like, I don't care what your I don't care if your college degree. If I think you're smart, you're hired. Elon Musk, the richest man in the world now, tweeted that. He was like, You might have a you could have a you could have a high school diploma and I'd hire if I thought you were smart. not about college, <clears> it's about life experience. What have you what have you done with your life? Why are you the right person for this job, you know? College like degree you don't have help. to go to college to get a job, like a good job, too. No. Like, I want to do a U.S. Forest Service stuff, right? And I always thought about, like, I don't want to get into something that I'm not going to be willing to do, right? I want to be a U.S. Forest Service ranger and work for logging management and teach kids all about that, right? I want to go to college and do do this and do that. No, I want to, you know, I want to go to this college, get my degree, and go work as a ranger. Why become an accountant and be miserable or, like, do you see what I'm saying? Why do something that's yeah. not really necessary and that would just make you worse? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So speaking of that, like, what do you guys want to do when you're older? Like, what do you, what, like, do you guys know what you want to do when you're older? Like, maybe we could start with Jesse because he hasn't really been talking much <laughs> in the past five minutes. Yeah. But, um, so, like. Ooh, what a call out. Dang. Um, <laughs> no, I'm hey, sorry. I've been sitting back. Speech, <laughs> yeah, my bad. I've been sitting back and listening. Um, honestly. I have no clue. I've thought of like ideas, 
like maybe uh, I want to go into photography, get a degree in photography, maybe some freelance or like um, commercial photography, or maybe like um, cinematography or something like that, video production. That seems but, like you. Yeah, but honestly, I think the number one thing currently on my mind is going to psychology. Um, I think that's something I'm like really, really passionate about psychology. Well, me personally, mental health. Um, I think just Jesse would be like the next Jordan Peterson's. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I, you, just, you have a very respectful philosophy vibe, like Jordan Peterson's. It's very like respectable, right? Like this Jordan Peterson, <laughs> he, he wears a dress suit. He talks very profoundly. He's very comfortable. He's very happy. And he's very respectful. That's like Jesse. You're like him. You're like a philosopher. <laughs> I think well, psychology no, I, would perfectly fit you. I think in general, people just need a friend and someone to talk to. And I'd I think like he would do really person. well as like a therapist. <laughs> like, yeah, just to sit I there think, and yeah. listen. Yeah, I think that's what I would do personally. Because, you know, we all need somebody to talk to. Let's be honest. We all need that friend. No matter what, you need someone that you spill your problems to because you just need you just need that. It's you need to let go of these emotions somewhere or another. You know, you can't let them be cooped up. So that's why I personally want to be like a psychologist or yeah, like a therapist or something like that. Dude, I think I'm gonna need to have like a therapy session with you like yeah. sometime okay. in like the next few weeks. You know what? <laughs> Seriously, here I'm gonna add you as a friend right now. Oh, Whenever you need me, I'm here. Whenever you See, need me, I'm here. He's already Yo, like... first hour is free, but after that, five dollars. <laughs> yeah, just, just like, charge down, like a. All right, so Atticus, like I know you were saying you want to be like a ranger and stuff. So like, what's like your dream no. like place so, to be? Um, me and Jim have always talked about a love for nature, love for life. We would talk about like just really cool stuff. So we. Remember one time it was like after Wood Badge, me and him sat on the couch, just have like a five hour conversation about what we want to do. And so I want to get the degree he had because that's a really good degree and it's really easy to get it. So it's forestry management with an emphasis on resource consumptions, basically meaning that you learn how to manage a forest by yourself or with a team. You also learn about logging rights. You learn about nature and you also learn about how to how to prophesize and do that. How to like how to do it right? They give you the instructions, but they're like, okay, we'll give you the instructions, but how do you do it? How do you right? Like it, like they give you the compass, but they don't tell you how to use it. Same thing. So resource consumption means that you learn how to cut down a tree and build a log cabin. How to how to actually use the resources, right? Because right. it's not just it's useless to not know. And so they also you can you don't have to major in math or major in all the other things, but you can major in somewhat of science, and it can be especially botany, which those two go hand in hand together. So I really want to get a degree in that. Go to, uh, I found a place that will do it. And so it's such a especially, since it's such a newcomer idea of like doing that alone and being alone and doing that, right? That it's a two-year degree, but they'll give you a four-year degree just because they get extra tax dollars for some reason or something like that and makes them look good, right? They usually only have like 10 people per class per season that want to do that, right? So it's a really specialty degree that, but if they do it, they get extra money as a college. So they charge really low for it and really easy to do it. So I want to do that. And then I want to apply to be um, a USDA forest service ranger, right? Because if you know the USDA, Department of Agriculture, right? United States Department of Agriculture, they're under the United States Forest Service. So I want to serve as US forest ranger 
with research consumption and logging rights and tourism. I want to like, nice. I want to be the top ranger, right? Yeah. I want to manage everything and I want to manage, dude, that. And I even considered after like 18, after high school, doing Firewatch. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to do Firewatch. It's an important job. It's people don't, people underestimate it, but it's important. And that would, to me, that sounds like fun. Living alone in the woods, just making sure nothing happens. And so that type of stuff, that's what I want to do. And it's really fun. And like me and Jim would sit there and talk about different plants and just kind of like go off, like kind of go off on each other. Like, okay, do you know about this? Oh, look at that. How about that? Have you seen that? Oh, no, I've seen that. But have you seen this? Right. Just bouncing <laughs> yeah. back and forth with different things. Right. Like me and Jim were the ones that we could always do a, always like see. So there's, there's, I don't know if you know this. And um, in Canada, there's something called a tree beetle. Right? A tree beetle is like this little beetle that climbs on trees and eats it and then goes away, right? They carry a malicious disease that infects the tree. And it kills it, practically kills the tree. And it only gets transferred from tree beetle to tree beetle. So what happened was it happened in Canada in the 80s, spread down to Washington to, to Oregon, then to California. And we really at the at the 80s during the time USDA wasn't a really good, really good, like like just kind of didn't really care. That's not really their job. They're like, okay, yeah, it's like the ATF. You know, our main thing is alcohol. Our, you know, we're alcohol, tobacco, and fires. How many things do you think they do about alcohol and tobacco? They don't really care. They only do the gun stuff. Same thing. Yeah. So the tree beetles spread down, and they they leave these trees. They'll infect them, and they'll leave the trees a um, kind of like a brown. Leave all the pine needles brown, and so usually you can spot one by looking at it and seeing how the because the pine trees are supposed to be spread out straight, like the branches, supposed to be straight, and then the lower ones are supposed to be kind of curved down because they're light branches. You can tell because it's fully brown. It doesn't look well. It's waving. It's waving harder than usually the others, and the the branches are all going down, it's signifying that the tree is dying, which doesn't make sense because it's an old tree that's dying. And so, I want to manage those type of trees, cut them down, get them out of there. Cause they're not helping cause they could have infestations of tree beetles. They can infect other trees. Yeah. And not a lot of people know about that, but that's like, you know, without trees, how do we breathe trees? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mr. Beast right. talks about like, you know, teen trees, but you don't really see like the other stuff that's crucially hitting our system. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, I think that's what I want to do. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Really Amazing. Cool. Yeah. Honestly. So, Chris, what do you want to do for <laughs> when you grow up? Uh, talk. I'm gonna be real quick. Um, I I know I have an idea of what I'd like to do, but I'm still really really unsure because I don't know. Same reason as Jesse, but I just I just want to like get through school first. To be honest. Yeah. I <laughs> think. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I wanted to get into uh, aeronautical engineering because I've always like Ooh. been really, really interested with planes, and it's something I've wanted, I've wanted to do for a really long time. I always wanted to get my pilot's license too. You should go into the air force. <laughs> I was thinking about that, but I was like, I don't, I don't really see myself. They probably would, but. <laughs> 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 I don't really see myself being much of a person. I mean, a lot oh, of people say sure. that I I could like, oh yeah, you could totally be in the navy, but I'm like, 
It's not really something I wouldn't, I'd, I'd like to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I could never personally. Yeah, I could see Jesse as this. I could see anybody as this. But I mean, what do you want to do? That's what you want to do. Not me telling you what to do, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What about you, Annika? Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I want to be happy first and foremost. I don't. Amazing. I want to do something that I love to do. Um, that's why I've been looking a lot into like medicine and stuff because I really love science. Um, Annika's become a formal drug dealer. <laughs> oh, no. So, I might be broken for this headache. Gotcha. <laughs> so, I was even thinking of becoming like a pharmacist or something, but I think right now what really interests me is like psychology and like all of that too. And like, I kind of want to be a psychiatrist, not really a therapist. But at the same time, I've been looking into things like music therapy and art therapy. Because if you guys didn't know, like, I do a lot of art and, like, a lot of performing arts. And so doing something like that for, like, kids and, like, the performing arts and stuff. And, like, helping them express their feelings. Not just through talking, but through, like, songs and music and um, drawing and, like, all of that. So something like that would be really, really cool. I always thought you would, like, if you ever got into medicine, like, I could see you as, like, um, a pediatrician, like a kid doctor. Oh, no, you seem no, like, no, no, You just no, seem no. Like, a, <laughs> like a really nice person. Like, you just seem like, like such a nice person that, like, like, oh, I'll take care of you. It's just a flu shot. You'll be fine. You have, like, that really kind energy that, like, <clears throat> like the little kids are like, okay, I trust this woman. It's just, a lot of my friends always tell me that I have like that mom energy. Like you do, not mom. You so do, but it's like <laughs> that, like that, like energy that. Like, and as a pediatrician, like you have to be kind to these kids and make them confident because they're scared to death on what you're gonna do. And we're gonna yeah, give you a shot. Are. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> and to have you come in and get that calming mom energy of like, it'll be fine gonna hurt i'll give you a monkey band-aid and a lollipop you'll be fine it's all right sweetheart right? i got you under control i gotta make it make a cheese after this i gotta make it make a cheese after this <laughs> man the rats are gonna love this shot <laughs> <laughs> what's a little kid like what's this shot for it's like oh this is so new jersey people don't talk to you you don't talk to those no disgusting new jerseys <laughs> yeah so um yeah that's kind of what i want to do and i don't know i'm not sure i might take a year off and just you know yeah, have a job and, yourself, like, whatever for sure, do for sure. Because, like, there's no rush. I mean, you know, a lot of yeah, people... Yeah, there like, isn't. There's sometimes, like, uh-huh. where I say, like, oh, you only live once. Like, you know, do whatever you want right now. But then there's also oh, yeah. other times where it's, like, you know, I have all the time, like, you know, to do, like, whatever I want. So, like... Yeah. Yeah. So there's certain situations, though, like, where I'm just, like, no, like, we got to do this now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to speaking of time... Fortunately, we got to end. It's 9.34. We yes. usually, Jesse, usually, Jesse, we end at like, you know, like eight, like nine. But we, we were like, you know, this is a good guest. We're having a good convo. We don't really want to end, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We don't want to yeah, stop, you know? But we do have no. to settle in because we don't want to make a podcast yeah. like two hours. And Yeah, yeah. of course. And, we, and I do want to invite you back, you know? Oh, thank you. I appreciate time that. Come back find a time. Two. Yeah, we want you to have on for part two because you're one of our. This is one of the best episodes we've had so far. Oh, I'm glad. Our I'm second glad I did that. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> no, I'm glad, I could, like, I'm glad yeah. I could be like such an amazing part of the podcast. Yeah. Honestly, I really enjoyed it. We're too, glad to have you. you guys. Like, yeah. Like I, I honestly came in here expecting like, oh, you know, just casual questions. But you know, we honestly got deep. Yeah. And and you kind of lived up to the standard of scout life. We, you know, scouting, we talked about scouting, and then we got real deep into life and what you want to do, your passions, you know? Because I always see the Jesse the OA Jesse, but I've barely seen the the person Jesse, you know? And that's kind yeah. of what we're here for. And we want to see those people. So yeah, of course. We're really we glad saw, we got, to see we got deep inside your nucleus. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, turn that podcast off good. What do you want to tell the world, you know? They, you I've know, seen this on other podcasts, Candace Show and Show. They they always ask us, what do you want to tell the minute. world? You know what, to yeah, be honest, I came minute. into the podcast like not thinking about this. I was just kind of like, you know what, this is something I'll think on on the spot. And uh, as I was thinking, I I realized, um, you know, when it came to the things we talked about, a lot of things we were talking about was just us being honest. And that's <laughs> one thing I have for everybody to listen and take back from this is to be honest not to just tell the truth to be honest to yourself to be honest to others because without your self-trust and honesty you're gonna go nowhere because you're honestly putting this barrier between yourself and others and the world out there just trust in yourself be honest with yourself it's such a powerful tool and it's something people learn so later in their lives. And if you're able to realize that now, you will do honestly such amazing and great things and realize bigger picture in things. Um, so yeah, just be honest to yourself, others, and the world around you. That's good. That's good advice. It's a good message. Uh, do you have any plugs you're at? Uh, <laughs> His TikTok. <laughs> yeah, TikTok. The TikTok nobody's going to ever find uh, you. Find um you could go ahead and actually the only place like where i accept just anybody is probably my facebook you go ahead and find me on facebook at my name jesse delatore um i post on there occasionally like i think my last post <laughs> that's literally me on my facebook it's okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so Thank you guys for listening and staying here through the end. Hopefully. Oh, wait. <laughs> We're good. Got it. I'm Got it. <laughs> uh, hopefully you guys come back next week and listen to another episode. And don't forget, we also have Scout Life stickers. Tell them about the uh, proceedings. Oh, yeah. Uh, 50% of the proceeds go to our local council. Empire Council. And the other half goes towards the podcast and making improvements. Is there anything else you guys want to say, Attica Onicus? I'm Onicus. Onicus. Um, stay rad. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank Jesse. I know you're a busy person. Glad you had you on. We're definitely going to have you back on other time. You're an awesome, amazing guest. Glad that we have live listeners, live listeners, and um, have fun. Be safe. Live life. Wear a mask. Uh, remember, six emperor tyrannus. All right, uh, that's it, Chris. <laughs>